Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Well, when I say the word journaling, what do you think of? Who do you think of? Maybe you picture a teenage girl with a long, fluffy flower pen opening up a diary that has a lock where she can record her deepest and darkest feelings only to shove it underneath her mattress so that no one finds it. Or maybe you imagine an explorer who has a leather-bound book where he or she is recording the great adventures and great new insights that they've discovered as they've journeyed the world. When you hear the word journaling, perhaps you think of an introvert who needs time and space to reflectively think about their day and, and what's happening to them. Or perhaps, I know this is many people's story, when they hear journaling, they're slightly scarred from that teacher who made them daily journal every day at school, and, uh, or that English teacher who just couldn't quite instill in them a love of writing. You know, what I think is so interesting is that anytime we hear a word, we almost always already have feelings, even assumptions associated with that word. And yet, there have actually been journals that have changed the world. And I'm not exaggerating. In fact, there was one journal that would go on to shape the way that we viewed a major historical event. In fact, this journal sold 30 million copies. Who was this journal written by? It was a teenager just sharing the very things that were happening in her life. And you've probably heard of her, Anne Frank. The Diary of Anne Frank is a compelling uh, journal where when Anne turned 13 years old, she received a diary and she was a German Jewish teenager and she was in Nazi-occupied Amsterdam and she had to go into hiding with her family and a few other friends in an attic behind a bookcase where she just simply wrote out what was happening to her and it would go on to change the way we viewed the Holocaust. I want to read to you one of her diary entries. This is what she wrote when she was just 13 years old. Today I have nothing but dismal and depressing news to report. Our many Jewish friends and acquaintances are being taken away in droves. The Gestapo is treating them very roughly and transporting them in cattle cars to Westerbork the big camp in Drentha, to which they are sending all the Jews. Meep told us about someone who'd managed to escape from there. It must be terrible in Westerbork. The people get almost nothing to eat, much less to drink, as water is available only one hour a day, and there's only one toilet and sink for several thousand people. Men and women sleep in the same room, and women and children often have their heads shaved. Escape is almost impossible. Many people look Jewish, and they're branded by their shorn heads. Well, unfortunately, Anne and her family would go on to be captured, and Anne died in a concentration camp at the tender age of 15. But her father, the sole survivor, would go on to take her diary and publish it, and now millions of us have read the accounts that she recorded. Now, I'm not saying today that if you choose to journal, you are going to have a best-selling book, or that you are going to record some harrowing adventure, but I do want us to consider today that there is power in journaling. You know, perhaps you've thought to yourself, I just don't journal. I don't write it down. I don't write anything down. 
Maybe you've thought to yourself, that's a waste of time. Or journaling is really for people who understand all the rules of the English language, and that is just over my head. Maybe you never got good grades in writing. You might have some preconceived notions about what you think journaling is, and today I just want to humbly tell you that you're wrong. You see, there is true powering in journaling, and there are so many benefits I could talk about, but I want to talk about one major benefit, and it's this. Journaling is a tool to grow in your relationship with God, and he wants to grow his relationship with you this year. You see, I believe that journaling is actually a pathway to joy in our life. Because what journaling does is it helps us connect to our Father, it helps us remember all that He's done, and it helps us learn to understand and listen for His voice in our lives. And so I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to come now and to be our teacher today as we unpack this whole idea of journaling. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you here Today is the day that you have made, and so give us ears to hear and eyes to see what you want to teach us today. We're so grateful for you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you are the true teacher. Come and teach us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I thought it might be helpful if I shared some of my own personal journey with journaling. And so as I was doing some reflecting, I realized I've actually been a journaler my entire life. Now, I was homeschooled, and so journaling was part of my homeschool curriculum, and I can thank my mother for that because she's an avid journaler. And so when I was a child, I was forced to journal every day. And I don't know why, but I was kind of obsessed with writing down the weather. So if I find those early journals, I'm like, it's sunny today. And then I maybe list what I did. And as I got older, you know, I got more emotional and tried to, like, make it more in-depth and secretive. I always made my eyes with, like, the bubbles over the top. And I remember being in middle school and being petrified that one of my four brothers was going to find the journal that had the information. I just did not want them to know. You see, all the girls in youth group liked the same boy. And I was so scared my brothers were going to find out. So I actually hid the journal in different places around my room so they couldn't find it. Now... Throughout my life, I've done different, you know, degree of journaling. Some seasons have been super rich, and some seasons have been totally out of discipline. And so I thought it might be helpful to actually bring some of my journals in today. And so that's what I did. And I'm going to share with you some of, some of these journals so you can see. Okay, I'm going to start with one of my mom's favorite journals. I was dating a boy I shouldn't have been dating. And my mom said to me, you know, Julie, I just really want you to start a new journal Talk to God about what you're thinking. I just think he wants to talk to you about this relationship. True story, I journaled and I broke up with the boy. So this is one of my mom's favorite journals, and so I wanted to show that. <laughs> then I found the journal in which I fell in love with Mike. And true, I was actually kind of scared to bring this in today because it is really mushy, and I thought, if one of my staff gets this, this could be so damaging. I will tell you, I did refer to Mike as my country prince a few too many times. Feel free to call him that. Feel free to call him that. He loves that. Okay, then from 2006 to 2012, I went digital. And I don't know why I didn't have these bound, but I think I'm going to have them bound now. But I loved, actually, I took some time to reread um, through these journals, and I prayed a lot for my students. I was a teacher, and I prayed a lot over my family and over my small group. And it was just such a rich time in my life, probably one of the richest times ever in my journaling, in my journaling life. And then early motherhood hit me, and I just want to encourage you, this journal represents three years of my life. Um, LAUGHTER 
<laughs> it's a true story. It's just really hard when you have little kids to like find time to journal. And so this is three years of my life. And yeah, God was still faithful. And then last couple of years, I've been journaling on paper. But just this year, I decided to go back to electronics. So why do I even tell you all of this? I tell you this because journaling looks a lot like this. We, we feel sometimes super connected to journaling. We, we, oh man, we just can't wait to crack it open. And then there's other seasons where we're writing one line and that's it. There is no right or wrong way to journal. And so right now I actually want to free us from what we think maybe journaling is so that we can see what journaling could be. You see, it's going to look so different for each and every one of us. And, and today, the type of journaling that I'm talking about is not necessarily where we journal like everything that's happening in our daily lives. It's where we actually take God's scripture, God's word, and we combine it with what's happening in our life, and we use those two things to see what God wants to say to us. Because we've been in this series called Inspired, God's Word Then and Now, and we've been looking at how we can partner with the Spirit and the Bible in prayer, how we can partner with the Spirit and the Bible in study. And today I want to look at how we can partner with the Spirit and the Word in journaling. And so I want to go to 2 Timothy 3.16. This is where we got the inspiration for our title, Inspired, and I'm going to read to you what Paul says about God's Word. It says this, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. I love the very first part of that verse where it says, um, all scripture is inspired. And the word there in the Greek is actually a word called theonoustos, which is kind of a tongue twister. But it basically means this, that all scripture is inspired, but the, the word picture is all scripture is God-breathed, inspired by the breath of God himself. You know, the Bible was written by humans, but inspired by God. And I often, I have conversations with people who, who are frustrated with reading their Bible, and they say, you know, I want it to connect to my life. I want to be able to apply it, but I just, I just struggle. It just sometimes feels like I'm reading words. You see, this, this book, it has so much power, and it should have power in our lives, and yet if we don't understand the practices, the disciplines that can take us to a place where we don't only read it, but we believe it, where we don't only believe it, but we behave like we believe it, and Clay's going to talk about that next week. So we, we want to look today at this whole idea of journaling with the scriptures. Now, what are the benefits of journaling scripture? And I think this is a great question to ask because some of you today, you're not even sure you want to keep listening to this message and that's okay. I love you and I'm here for you. And let me just share with you some of the benefits. I said them a little bit earlier. You know, journaling, it, first and foremost, it helps us connect with our Father. You know, when I slow down and I open up my Bible and I have a journal right next to me, it gives me that reflective space that I need to be able to have a place where I'm writing out maybe questions. Maybe I'm writing out what I feel the Father saying. And so it's this incredible tool to just pause ourselves and connect with our Father. I don't know how you are, but when I'm reading my Bible, often I feel like, squirrel, 
squirrel. And I feel distracted. And what I find is that in order for me to really connect my heart with God's word, I need to have a, a pen in my hand or I need to have my, my iPad open where I could take some notes. So we want to be able to connect with our Father. The second thing that journaling does that's so helpful is it helps us remember. Recently, my husband got a Google Hub home, which is this little screen that you can connect your Google Photos to. And so we now have photos, like, kind of playing in our kitchen from the last 10 years. And our kids have loved it. They keep pulling up stools up to the counter and sitting, and then they're like, Mom, Mom, how old was I? What, what were we doing? And oftentimes I find myself turning, I'm like squinting, and I, first of all, notice how young I look in every picture. And then secondly, <laughs> I'm like, uh, you were uh, two, and we were, I can't remember. And it hit me again this week. Isn't it unbelievable how much stuff we forget? How we have all these experiences, how we can have all of these memories, and yet so much stuff we forget. How many of you, you want to remember a verse when you are in a tight or troubling spot in your life. You want to be able to have that verse come to memory. How many of you want to remember when you feel the Father speak deep truth to you? How many of you want to be able to remember that revelation? How many of you want to remember the prayers that God's answered? You want to be able to remember um, the questions that you've had that God's answered? You see, our journals are incredible tools to remember. So as I was preparing for this message, and I took some time to read back through this, I went to back to 11 years ago in 2007 when I was struggling with infertility. You see, now I'm a busy mom, and infertility is the last thing on my mind. I don't remember. I don't remember what I felt. I don't remember what God said to me, but when I went back through and I was rereading, I was reminded again of a passage that had so much significance to me, and I felt like it was God's word to me for this year. And so I'm going to read it to you. It's, it's Psalm 119 in the message. God spoke this to me 11 years ago while I was waiting for a baby. And this is what it says. Barricade the road that goes nowhere. Grace me with your clear revelation. I choose the true road to somewhere. I post your road signs at every curve and corner. I grasp and cling to whatever you tell me. God, don't let me down. I'll run the course you lay out for me if you'll just show me how. That verse meant so much to me. I felt like God actually wrote that verse on my heart during this season. And as I reread those journals, I, I'm going through some things right now that I have some similar feelings where it feels out of my control. And I felt like God just speaking this again over me, but I would not have remembered if I did not have the journal to look back at. Okay, and the last thing that journaling does is it empowers us to hear our Father. How? By asking questions. You know, as we actually write things out, questions come up. And you know what? Our Father, he wants you to be able to hear his voice. And so today, we are actually going to practice this. You know, I love to say that there's power in your pen or your fingers if you choose to do this electronically. But we actually have to engage in this practice of journaling in order to, to get the benefits. And so that's actually what we're going to do today. Now, I know you thought you were probably going to come in here and enjoy a cup of coffee and just relax. But actually, the rest of this message is interactive. And so when you came in today, you should have received a sheet of paper like this and a pen. And actually, what we're going to do for the rest of our service is we are going to journal together. I'm going to give you prompts and time and we're going to go through a scripture together. And so if you did not pick one of these up, could you just raise your hand? And we will help you um, get some in the back. 
We have some people walking around. And if you're at Sullivan or Bloomington Normal or you're joining us on Vineyard Live, we want you to participate too. And so some of you are more electronic and you might say, oh, I'd really much rather open up like a note on my phone. That is okay, but if you could turn on the do not disturb little button so that you're not getting distracted by notifications and things like that. And so actually, I'm going to take us through an, a simple acronym. Now, an acronym is just a word where each letter has a meaning. And so um, it's a little bit corny, but I tried to make it as simple as possible. You're welcome. I chose the word right, and I'm just going to take us through this acronym, and we're going to read a verse together. We're actually going to only journal on one verse today, but before we even start to crack open our Bible, I want us to do something that's always necessary. Okay? This book was never meant to be read alone. This book was always meant to be read in partnership with the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come here in just a minute. The next thing that we want to do is we want to put on our 3D glasses. Now, we've been talking about these glasses this entire series where we've been saying that we want to put on the lens of seeing the Bible through the triune gospel through the relationship story that our Father has brought us back into relationship. How? Through his son Jesus, who's now given us a new identity so that we can live out our destiny by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we want to put that lens on. It's important that we're reading the Bible through the story of the gospel. And so that's actually what we're going to do. Now, if you're feeling nervous, don't feel nervous. You know, I can't make you do this, but I'd really love if you'd participate in my classroom experiment today. And I believe, honestly, that for some of us, you might not have ever felt like you could hear the Holy Spirit or hear your Father speak. You know, I love to think of the Father as both my Father, but also my friend. And I believe that he wants to speak to each and every one of us today as we participate in this journaling exercise. And so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit, and then I'm going to give us instructions. So Holy Spirit, you're already here. And I just thank you, Father, for the power of journaling to connect, to remember, and to hear your voice. And so right now, we just welcome you as we take time to journal. In Jesus' name. So I'm going to go to Philippians 3, and I'm going to read one verse, and then I'm going to give you some instructions. So verse 1, my beloved ones, don't ever limit your joy or fail to rejoice in the wonderful experience of knowing our Lord Jesus. I don't mind repeating what I've already written you, because it protects you. So the very first prompt is simply W, write it out. This is where you're actually going to write in your own handwriting these very words. And so you are going to copy that down on the writing prompt where you see the W space. And what's so interesting to me is that when we write things down, it is proven that we remember them and that we better understand them. In fact, I've actually written entire chapters of the Bible out so that I can better understand what the words on the paper really are. And so actually, I have a friend here, and I'm going to put a timer up of 60 seconds. That's not to freak you out. That's actually to help you. And he's going to play a little bit of music while you write out this verse on your prompt.
you might not be done. That's okay. You can keep writing. I'm going to talk a little bit to keep us moving. But what's amazing to me is that as I write in my own handwriting, I'm just thinking about it much more critically. And so oftentimes what I'll do is after I write a verse in my journal, I'll actually reread it in my own handwriting. So my beloved ones, don't ever limit your joy or fail to rejoice in the wonderful experience of knowing our Lord Jesus. I don't mind repeating what I've already written you because it protects you. And what I find here is that after I've written it down and I've reread it, I find myself just naturally going to the second prompt, which is R, reflect with questions. You know, I just automatically find myself asking a few questions about this passage where I start to think to myself, okay, Father, do I really understand the joy of knowing you? Do I understand what that actually means in my life? You know, our, our Father, he actually loves when we ask questions. He, our journals, I mean, it's great if you want to journal out your thoughts and what you did during the day, but you know what's even better? When we journal with expectation that we can actually hear the voice of our Father, that he wants to speak back to us. Our journals have the opportunity to be an actual conversation with the very God of the universe. Now, I often have conversations where people say, well, Julie, you can hear God, but I can't hear God. I don't believe that to be true. I believe that God wants to speak to everyone. And so right now, I'm going to give you 60 seconds to reflect on a question that you have from this passage. There's no right or wrong questions, just whatever pops into your head. And now you have another 60 seconds. amazing job. It really can be this simple or it can be long and, and drawn out. You won't have Wayne at home to lead you in a 60 second timer, which could be to your benefit, although it sounds beautiful. So we're going to continue to move on to our next prompt, which is I, one of my favorite, invite the spirit to speak. And I just want to note, you don't actually have to do all of these prompts on one journal entry. You can pick and choose some that you're going to feel more connected to. And I personally love when I invite the Spirit to speak because I never know what he's going to say. But I decided to practice what I preached. And so I actually did this earlier this week and wrote this in my journal. When I invited the Spirit to speak on this very passage, and I'm going to read to you part of what I wrote, I felt the Father saying to me, the Holy Spirit speaking over me, knowing me is knowing joy. Relationship with me is the bedrock of joy in your life, Julie. Joy is your safe place because it's my place. The joy of the Lord is truly your strength, and yet it's so easy to forget this with everyday life being thrown at you. Lots of things want to steal your joy, Jules, rob you of the truth of my joy, but I want you to remember. Don't let anything limit the joy of knowing me, for I am above all things. And I just jotted that down in my journal, 
And I can't tell you um, how that made me feel as I sat in my orange chair with a hot cup of tea and I just felt the Holy Spirit's presence resting over me and I felt myself resetting and I felt myself basking in the relationship story of the triune gospel that I am the beloved daughter of my father. And I let this truth wash over me and it changes everything. And what's scary to me is we so often read our Bible to get it done. Does anyone else do that? Like, okay, I read my Bible today. Okay, good. And yet this word is actually a word that's meant to feed us, to give us life, to build relationship with the very creator of all of humanity. And so we need to take our time with it. And so right now, I'm going to have you invite the Spirit to speak over this passage, what he wants to say to you, and I'm going to give you another 60 seconds. Okay? We're going to continue going on with our acronym to T, which is Translate Truth. You know, do you guys hear a lot like, well, this is my truth and that's your truth and you live by your truth and I live by my truth? I feel like I run into that so frequently and, and I don't know about you, but I want to live by the truth. And the truth is a person and his name is Jesus and his life and his mission is unfolded in this book. And going back to 2 um, Timothy 3, what does it say this book is good for? instructing us, telling us what is right and wrong so that what? We can do every good work that God has for us. This book has so much truth, but can I just challenge us? It must be translated into our life. So we want to translate the very truth of this book into our life. And so truth bombs, this is where you're going to get real serious with yourself. What truth is in this passage that you need to translate into your life? You know, so often I think we get kind of religious and we think, okay, well, if I'm journaling scripture, I better just really stick with what the words say. No, throw off the rules of religion and embrace the relationship that your father longs to have with you. He actually wants to speak his words into your current life situation. And so right now, it might be one word. It might be something you've already written in one of the previous prompts. It might be a sentence. It might be bullet points. I want you to translate some truth from this passage into your life. And I'm going to give you another 60 seconds.
We have one more prompt left, and it's actually one of my favorites. It's just simply E, engage with prayer. You see, scripture journaling and prayer, they just go so beautifully together. You know, these, these are God's very word, uh, very words. And I don't know how many of you, when you go to pray, do you want to pray God's will over a situation? If you want to pray God's will over a situation, pray his very word back to him. And I find that as I write it out in a journal, it just becomes all that much more powerful. Sometimes I actually pray the exact words back to God. Sometimes I, I pray what the verse tells me to do. So, Father, don't let me limit my joy. And then sometimes in a case like this, I actually have to ask God for forgiveness. So I may repent. I may say, God, I have been limiting my joy because I've been losing my focus that actually the goal of the gospel is my relationship with you, my restored identity, and my destiny. And so I just take time to repent and tell him, I'm sorry, Father, that's not what I want, and I redirect my heart. And these prayers, they can be simple, they can be complicated, they can be a sentence, they can be the actual scripture, but I'm gonna give you one more 60-second time where you're just gonna simply write a prayer back to God as you engage with this scripture. So 60 seconds. You did it. I'm so proud of you. You know, I sense that the Father is saying that this is actually a year that he wants to grow intimacy in relationship with him. And journaling is this incredibly powerful tool that, again, it helps us connect with our Father. It helps us remember all that he's done, and it helps us be able to hear his voice. And today, for the very first time, some of you heard his voice. And I believe he wants your confidence to rise, that he actually is speaking to you a lot more than you think he is, but you got to pick up a pen or you got to open your computer so that you don't forget what he's telling you. You know, I was, when I was a teacher, I, I had these 43-minute class periods and then 25 more kids would come into my room and it didn't take me long to discover how much God loves diversity. Just, just take a look around. Everyone is so different. We're so different from one another. And today, I'm not asking you to look at journaling as the way that I've done journaling or the way that my mom does journaling or that your neighbor does journaling or that your best friend does journaling. No, God loves who he made you to be and he actually wants to show you how your unique personality can connect with this very practical tool of journaling. And so for some of us, we might buy the 10 cent spiral notebooks during the summer sales when it's back to school and you might use that. For others of us, we might get beautiful leather journals where we, we, we script things out. Other, others of us, we may use an app or we may just use a Google Doc. There is no wrong way to journal, but we must start journaling. And right now, we actually have an amazing resource available to you. My awesome sister-in-law, Carolyn Yoder, who is our assistant campus pastor in Sullivan, 
has just produced a brand new journal, which is a blank page adventure. I love the title she chose, Conversations with God. And that's really what we want journaling to be. And this journal is available in our bookstore. We have men's and women's versions. It's available at all of our bookstores. This might be a tool that God wants you to to try out this year, to try out this practice of journaling. Maybe you've been discouraged in the past. You've thought, journaling isn't for me. Can I just encourage you this week, I want you to try journaling with that right prompt. I want you to write it out. I want you to reflect with questions. I want you to invite the Spirit to speak. I want you to translate truth, and I want you to engage with prayer because I believe that the Holy Spirit will meet you there and he'll inspire you to be who God has created you to be. And so I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit now just to encourage us and bless us as we try this out. And so Holy Spirit, thanks for this journey today. Thanks for the journey that you're taking us on this month, God, to see your word with fresh eyes, God, to be inspired, God, to live in intimacy with you. And I just thank you that journaling is a pathway to joy. As we remember, as we connect, as we hear your voice. And so Holy Spirit, I just, we break off just journaling baggage, God. We break off shame and condemnation. We break off lies, God, of the enemy that journaling isn't for me. And I just pray, God, for just a courage and a conviction now to rise, God, that you want to use this incredibly simple practice of writing to connect our hearts to yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Life Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.